This is episode 16 of the Brick and Data podcast, a podcast dedicated to retail news, analytics, and tech. Coming up in this episode, December's Billion Dollar Days. Amazon dominates. Top five retail trends of 2016. And more in this episode of Brick and Data. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brick and Data podcast. This is Todd Harris, and I'm joined by Jose Chan. Jose, guten tag. Guten tag. Hi, everyone. You are in Germany. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. So how is it there? What's, 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 uh, what's the vibe like? What's the weather like? What are, you, are you eating lots of strudel? Or no, they don't eat strudel in Germany, do they? Or is that uh, just yes. horrible? They do, yes. <laughs> Bratwurst. Bratwurst, uh, okay. A lot of sausages, so yes, nice. uh, I, I guess I guess I am. And have you gone to any of the uh, any beer festivals happening? Anything like that? I'm I am really horrible right now because I am labeling Germans as just <laughs> drinking beer and eating strudel and and sausages. So it must be something <laughs> else that happens there. <laughs> Christmas markets. Got so it. There are a lot of Christmas markets where you could actually drink mulled wine and have uh, pretzels and crepes. And a lot of delicious uh, food that um, you'd be happy to eat, like uh, cheese and I'm cold drooling. cuts. I'm drooling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds fantastic. Well, enjoy, enjoy. Well, Thanks. in the meantime, why don't we? Uh, why don't we do some? Um, uh, so, I guess some some looking back at 2016. Here, we've got we've got a few topics to cover in this episode, and. Our, our episodes have been a little bit fewer and far between because the holidays, uh, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna remedy that, and we'll be back on schedule. So, but to kick this one off, why don't we talk about um, you know just looking at December uh, and some of the shopping uh, the shopping days in December. Of course, even looking back to Black Friday and the money that's being spent by shoppers, there's of course been worries uh, because of just some instabilities in the political front and in general. Uh, just you know the, the typical concerns out there with economy and um, and the change in and the change in leadership in the White House in January and all that stuff. Uh, there was a lot of articles out there that predicted there would be some some spending halting by consumers and people might might get a little more conservative than expected. But looking looking at some of the data here, we've got some data from uh, Comscore and this was an article on Internet Retailer just I think it was yesterday that. Um, that there were several billion dollar, I'm sorry, several $80 billion days. Isn't that right? Or is that total of $80 billion? I think it is. A, so there's a, a consecutive total. consecutive billion dollar online sales days in December is, is, is what it is. From November 1 to December 20th, I think it is. And it dollars. added up to 80, 80 billion, right? Exactly. Precisely. So um, what we have there is, is a lot of spending. And that's... The, it's as simple as that is that it's people are spending money they're going to uh they're going shopping they're shopping online they are you know just proceeding with normal life right they're buying things there's holidays there's birthdays there's things like that um there's sales there's tons of sales i guess we could talk about it another time as far as the um the sheer volume of promotions that have been going on over the past month um, from retailers, but Jose, what do you make of all this here? I mean, this is this surprise you this number? I mean, it seems like you know you see his billion dollar consecutive billion dollar online sales days through a period of over thirty days. It's pretty impressive. Well, right? It is impressive, but but as we've been talking, Todd, I mean, I think 
you know, since we've started to do our Brick and Data podcast, what we've seen is is this whole trend, uh, and even before our podcast uh, this year, um, is that online continues uh, to grow as a proportion of total retail sales, right? So we've talked about, I mean, in a prior episode about Thanksgiving and mobile being a record-breaking year, uh, which is captured in these numbers, right, Mm -hmm. relative to last year. Uh, And I think that what we're really seeing is really moving, it's just a different different sales channel uh, that is being grown at the expense of the, let's say, brick-and-mortar sales channel, right? So I think overall there is growth, but at the same time, while there is growth overall for both channels, we're seeing maybe one more than the other percentage-wise, but what we're seeing is a transferring of spending going to online. And I think that's what we're seeing in these numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And there's and there's also some trending things here, which are very interesting, exposing some habits, <clears throat> exposing some actual shopping habits by, by consumers. So there is a section of this that says growth rates are higher than anticipated since December 15th, indicating consumers are buying later, kind of in the back half of the season. Um, and kind of capitalizing on the, you know, the, the, the speed of shipping and uh, lower shipping costs in general. So it looks like there's a little bit of sandbagging there. You know, people are holding off a little bit to, to make those purchases to looking at the trending numbers after December 15th. Agreed. And look, if you think about what's going on, as you rightfully mentioned uh, earlier, we see a lot of sales. So a lot, I think a lot of these sales are being driven by the incentives provided by the retailers. So overall, revenues uh, may increase, and we'll see how the numbers play out uh, for December, um, which is a, a usually a really good month through the 25th. But effectively, the um, numbers that, that, that we'll see will be diminished by the discounting that they're doing, right? That's the whole, that's, that's the catch, right? This, that's the big catch. So yeah, we see these, these shopping days, um, a lot of money being spent, but what's coming, what, what's, what's coming out the other side is the question, right? When you're making the sausage here, lots of coming, lots coming in, but when you, <laughs> when you get on the other side, what's left for these guys? And I think our joint suspicion here without numbers in front of us is that there's been some, there's been some extreme promotional activity, which mm-hmm. is undoubtedly cutting away at um at you know any any of the numbers they need at the end at the margins yeah so we'll have to Mm -hmm. we'll have to see how that turns out i don't know if jose you don't have any numbers on that right now do you i don't think we have anything in front of us at the moment but no no but i I just as an end consumer like like uh you todd or anyone else uh for that fact listening to this podcast if you're just to do a quick uh let's say look at your favorite websites, uh, I, I would venture to say that uh, not unlike the websites that I would look at, you would probably see the same thing I'm seeing, which is mm-hmm. heavy duty discounts that I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> so for example, I've seen up to, and this is pre-Christmas, right? Not, not even like up to 40% off for some things on Brooks Brothers or a complete sale at Brooks Brothers, right, mm-hmm. right before the holiday, and even shirts three for one ninety nine, right, or just as many specials as you could imagine, yeah. um, is what I see on their websites, and it, it's pretty um, interesting when compared to last year. 
right? There, there, yeah. There's always some promotional activity, but I, I've seen a lot more just going on websites, just not not to buy necessarily, mm-hmm. just to kind of get a temperature check, if you will, of, of what what is going on out there. Yeah, across retailers for sure. Um, you know, not even necessarily specific to fashion or technology um, or a- anything specific like that. It seems like there's just been across the board aggressiveness by retailers perceiving, you know, perceiving some type of instability in the market or, you know, trying to trying to kind of alleviate any of that that might that they thought might be happening. Um and maybe they thought wrong. Maybe they didn't need to do that. Who knows? You know, and we, we can't go back and change change things that happened. But we can we can look back after it's all over to see, you know, especially when earnings season rolls around <clears throat> that reflects this time of year. We'll, we'll see how it how it helped them or hurt them. Sure. No, no, because if you another thing that you said earlier was uh, this uncertainty post-election, right, that it hurt some sales. So what happens there? Uh, if you're not purchasing, then what happens uh, as a consumer uh, overall, as an aggregate consumer uh, population in the U.S.? What happens is you have over-inventory. So you're not meeting sales uh, as forecasted um, as a retailer. So your inventory start to build up. So as your inventories build up, you start to see that your money is tied up and not you don't have proper cash flow. So the natural thing to do is like, well, uh, let's not take a risk. Let's just start discounting because we need to deplete ourselves of this inventory. Because yep. at the end of the day, yep. after a certain point in time, that's what's going to happen at the end of the year anyway. Yep. Right? So you might take a, a smaller hit, so a smaller discount. Um, you might offer a smaller discount than you would at the end of a season, but nevertheless, it's a discount, which is how it would impact margins. So I think that is part of what's playing out right now. Yeah. Um there's there's lots of other things that that are being said and it's, I feel like every year there's a look back on this as as this happens and what's funny in this article in the on internet retailer they spend a lot of time in this talking about how maybe temperatures or some of the the, the variability in weather across the United States has has altered some of this maybe there's been um you know, a combination of things, meaning, you know, really cold temperatures, lots of deals, um, you know, uh, shipping deadlines. <laughs> so maybe it's just, just random pressures from different different points being weather uh, deals and actually getting the product to you if you're shopping online. Um, kind of accelerating, I think, that the, the online shopping part of this. And I'm trying to look through this right now to see if there was... There's any type of a split. Um, I know they're talking about <clears throat> the amount of the amount the amount that shoppers have spent on desktop devices from November 1st to December 18th was uh, up 12.6 percent during the same time last year. So 49 billion to 55 billion. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, so online sales accelerated during the most recent week, which. They have data available, which is December 12th through December 18th, with shoppers spending $7.5 billion on desktop devices, up 15% from the same week last year at 6.5. So there's been a bump from that perspective. Online shopping on desktop devices kind of leads you to think, yeah, they're sitting there home um, instead of going outside, at least in the one in half of the United States where it's been absolutely frigid for a period of two or three weeks now. 
um, maybe that's impacted things. So th- even silly things like weather can really change the face of of retail over yeah. a period of time. So there you go, right? Some things yeah. don't change. You know, no need to talk exactly. about data here. <laughs> Which is funny because funny in the sense that uh, retailers traditionally for ever have always blamed uh, the weather for things. But actually, right. in this case, um, the data may be proving out that the weather <clears throat> is actually helping. Since, yeah, in this case. <laughs> since, <laughs> since, as you're saying, uh, there's been, you know, an, an increase then, and especially since we're talking about online sales specifically, of course, uh, why go out if you don't have to? Yeah. Or you can't. For that factor, it's too dangerous. I mean, because if it's an extreme weather situation, then uh, you really don't want to go out and risk anything. Yeah. It's better to stay in if you can. Yeah, stay close exactly. I, I kind of wish I had in-store numbers here too, but of course, being internetretailer.com, it seems like it's probably just going to be more e-commerce. But uh, we'll have to dig up some some in-store numbers too to see how that how that compared to last year. Sure. And I think um, early <clears throat> in the year, uh, 2017, we'll have the figures for December. So sure. we'll, we'll really see, to your point, how it actually shakes out. And you're absolutely right. There will be variability uh, among retailers, right? So for example, um, a TJ Maxx will not show up on that report probably that's for internet because they don't yeah. have internet, right. but they have a booming business. Meaning they don't have a, an e-commerce part of the business. Correct. You mean. Exactly. <clears throat> It's big or Fair sizable. Enough. Fair enough. Well, hey, uh, you know, people are sitting there on their on their desktops or on their um, on their mobile devices uh, shopping. Odds are, they are spending some of that time on Amazon, and and that's our sort of our next topic here is talking about how Amazon has spent 2016 just completely dominating. This is not news. Let's be honest, but it's still something to talk about because they've introduced a whole bunch. Well, I would say three or four different things that are really, uh, you know, changing the way retailers think and retailers operate. It's like they keep setting, it's like Amazon keeps setting, um, setting the bar higher and higher. Um, or if you're, you know, if it's limbo or something going lower and lower and making it harder and harder to compete. Uh, however, what's good about this is that it's causing other retailers to think further about how they go to market, how they, you know, um, how they introduce new products, uh, how they discount, um, you know, the methods by which they they offer new products uh, to their customers, whether it's, you know, split online or in-store or, you know, exclusives online, exclusives in-store, stuff like that, playing around, kind of like how Amazon has been doing. And when you say in-store with Amazon, that's that's not something we would have ever thought until this year. But, you know, they've they've opened their concept stores around Amazon Books, kind of taken the brick and mortar version of a bookstore, which is completely ironic because they were responsible for closing down um, uh, multiple uh, brands of bookstores, in, in, including, um, uh, what, what I want to say here, what's what's the, I'm thinking back to maybe Borders, that was a type of, of bookstore. Um, sure. There was a whole, co- a whole bunch of others that were a big thing just five years ago and became um, all but dead um, in, in the past few years. So, They've been, uh, they've been, they've been changing the face in that sense too. So they've got Amazon Books, and they've also got this new thing, Amazon Go, which is a change in, um, a change in shopping, <clears throat> where 
you know, consumers can go into a store, grab something off the shelves, and through technology that monitors what's in the store, they can just walk out through a sensor and it notices what they've taken and it reads their account and off they go. No need for any type of checkout. So there's a little bit of convenience there and speed of transactions that Amazon's seeing that people want in their busy days. Um, so we've got Amazon Books, we've got Amazon Go, and we've got, of course, their their machine learning, virtual assistant, Echo and Dot. Um, these the Amazon Echo and Dot devices have sold out completely, I believe, until mid-January. So they are they're covering all their bases here, which is which is my definition of of a retailer dominating. They there's there doesn't seem to be any true weak points for Amazon leading into next year. It seems like they just keep extending themselves and diversifying in their own way. Which is incredible, right? I mean, you you could even to to uh, add to what you said about Echo. I mean, you could buy it in six packs now. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> one for every room. I well, mean. dots. The dots, you mean. The little guys, right? Yeah, yeah the, exactly. the little dots. Yeah, they're like little hockey pucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah they look great. And what's, what's interesting, to your point, I mean, they're, um, it seems like all this has just happened overnight. But they're, as we've said before here on this show, they are always experimenting with new things and they're not everything that they do actually works, True. but they have this whole way of working, right? Which is their their way, and it's the way of many others. But the way they do it is they quietly start something, see if it works. If it does, great. Let's make it better. Let's iterate. Let's make it better, and then let's roll it out. And then all of a sudden, boom! You have a new <laughs> a right. new revenue generator for them. Yeah, it's 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 really pretty amazing. Like the way they the way they've iterated on well they're currently still essentially this this Amazon Go thing is I would say it's still an alpha, you know, if you're thinking of in software terms. Um, sure. alpha being the that su- that testing testing phase where <clears throat> it's kind of the friends and family or just the the employees messing around it with it and that's exactly what they're doing with Amazon Go. They've got this store in Seattle that opened earlier in December. And uh, right now it's just for Amazon employees, but they can they can actually f- use a fully functional uh, Amazon Go store where they can walk in, take their stuff, and leave, not having to deal with any type of, you know, any type of checkout process, which honestly is probably, you know, <laughs> when, you, when you talk to anybody that's going to a grocery store, the part they hate the most is the standing in line and having to go through the checkout. I mean, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's painful sometimes, especially when you have to stand there and talk to the person checking, you know, at the checkout line, you know, asking you all these random questions, just like, you know, can you just chop, chop, uh, push me along here. I need to move along. I need to go to my next meeting or I need to go back home and take care of my kids or whatever it is. Um, (laughs) I need to get this, this ice cream back home quickly before it melts. So, you know, there's a speed at which this stuff (laughs) operates and Amazon is recognizing that, you know, there's a speed at which people are moving now and Amazon is recognizing it. And this is their... This is their, I think, their um, their hat in the ring here of saying, hey, listen, everybody, we know you're busy. We know you want to move quickly and conveniently. And uh, let's get you in and out quickly and get you what you need and move on and cut out cut out the other stuff that's unnecessary, at least in this yeah. case. So really neat. Yeah. 
It makes sense, right? Because if you think about it, I mean, as, unless it's authentic, mm-hmm. um, but you already know it's not authentic because it's every time you go to the store, let's say it's X store, the same store you may shop at, mm-hmm. um, assuming it's not a local store, uh, or even if it is, it's a canned question, yeah. right? It's yeah. never real. It's never, you, you know, it's <laughs> not like, how, how are you doing today? <laughs> no, no one ever, everybody oh, always nice. asks. Yeah. Yeah, no, no one gives you a real answer. It's yeah. like, oh, well, thanks, or not well. Right. And then if you say something it's not what's expected, yeah. it goes through someone's head. Yeah. I have, your total is so uh, $325 yeah. for your groceries this week. May I have your credit card? Paper or plastic? <laughs> exactly. Do you want your milk in so, a bag? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just just yeah. cut it out. Yeah. So so I'll, I'll give you an example, right? And, and I you you know this and you get a laugh when I say this, but I happen to like eating at Pret a Manger. Yes, right? you do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll pick up my breakfast um, every so often. Not I don't eat breakfast there every day. Maybe you know every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I already know what they're going to ask me. So I played this. I did this little experiment to see how authentic or how how canned things were, and. The three questions they always ask are the same, and these are the questions. The first one is once you – they say hello. The next uh, prompt, they'll say, will you be paying with a credit card uh, or cash? Will you – next question is, uh, is this to go or to stay? And the last question is, um, would you like a receipt? So I started playing this game just to see – if I could get them off 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 uh, off their their own game, is like, uh, they say good morning, hi, good morning. Then I'd say, I'm gonna pay with a credit card. I would like this to go in a bag, and I do not need a receipt. <laughs> Did you see smoke coming out of their ears? <laughs> Actually, nine, nine times out of ten, <laughs> they got it wrong. <laughs> right meaning, yeah. uh, a credit card or oh yeah, you said credit card. Now, did you want this? They ask you, you the questions bag? anyway, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's is, so funny. How, how do I try to gauge authenticity, right? It's kind of like yeah. mystery shopping. Yeah. Uh, would you like a, a bag? Oh, yes, a bag. Yes, I would, please. Okay, here's a bag. And then here's your receipt. I'm like, wait, wait. I said, no receipt. But okay, if you printed it out, I'm not going to say no. I'll just recycle that's it. it. We, we need, you know, <laughs> if we're going to have people working at these stores, we just need bots. We need like, wait, you watch Westworld, right? Yes, yeah, I do. So we need that. <laughs> We just need that. Just, 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 just give us the Westworld um, bots, and just let's be done with it. Nah, you know, <laughs> if we if we can't have Amazon Go, give us Westworld bots. <laughs> now, the the question we need not answer it today, but just philosophically, is that good or is that uh, not as, as let's say um, positive overall? Just what? a question what, regarding what? Which, which uh, having having people uh, taking care of. Uh, check out human beings um i don't know i mean it's it's how what we're used to right mm. i mean there's, there's probably a time and place for it where you need you, know, you need that human interaction um sure uh you know you kind of it's like when you go to and now we're going down a rat hole here but when you go to cvs and and you do their their self-checkout i would say 95 percent of the time you need human interaction or intervention with that because the light goes off and something didn't read correctly, the barcode didn't register, or it didn't. We just had this issue the other day, um, getting some Christmas supplies for the office for our little office party, 
at select and we were going through and we've had we had a, a few things to 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 buy we had some lights and some the little the shiny mass-produced uh you know um, ornaments really cheap and a whole bunch of other things and we we're going through the self-checkout and you know scanning things putting it in the bag and then we had something that really wouldn't fit on the little pedestal thing that weighs the things and has the bags on it so we kind of scanned it and put it down and said put your thing put your put your item back on the basket and we put it up there and then it said this doesn't register as this, this is this it pretty much said this isn't the same item you had before because it must must be looking at weight uh so it just ended up being this mess where we had to have someone from CVS standing next to us overriding the light that went off every time because things didn't <laughs> things things didn't weigh correctly or it didn't think we had the right things on the you know on the pedestal that was actually um, measuring what we were buying and <laughs> comparing it to scanning so you know what all that self-checkout went out the window at that point <laughs> well at least uh, i i <laughs> i feel better that i'm not the only one because i felt like linus with a cloud yeah. over my head because anytime i've ever done that at any checkout i always end up with a problem and i'm usually pretty good about making sure that i put things in the right place because i do know that it's going to be weighed once you put it to the other side for some reason or another, when it comes to that, I, I am Linus with that cloud on my head. And it, I always have to call someone because it doesn't always work out um, quickly. So if I ever have to, let's say, get out of a store quickly, uh, I, I just get on a line because sometimes I find that that's easier. Yeah, <laughs> At least in my case. Absolutely. So that's what it's just, it just, it's a smoother process is going to the normal, normal checkout and avoiding the whole self-checkout thing. So, hey, maybe Amazon... Um, will uh, will have done this right with the way that they're operating with the Amazon Go stores. You know, maybe the technology they're using is going to work. Um, it's surely when you go on their website, you can go and check out the Amazon Go demo video, whatever you want to call it, but it shows how how happy everyone is walking in there, pulling something off the shelf, um, and then having it automatically know. Who, so I don't know if you need to actually do anything on the Amazon app before you go in. But it seems to be some type of a of a of a of a thing where it recognizes you when you walk in. You must have to scan your something when you walk in, and then you pull something off the shelf, and it can tie that to you, and you leave, and it knows what you purchased, and it charges it right to your account. So it seems totally seamless, and it seems fantastic, and um, and and it's exciting. So I can't wait. To, I can't wait till this comes to Boston. Hopefully, it'll be sooner than later. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like Apple, right? Like Apple Pay. Yeah, it'll be great. Oh, I don't even use that, so I guess I need to catch up. But I need to catch up and, and use one of these one of these um, auto pay type scenarios. And and speaking of some of that stuff, so speaking of uh, of, of digital assistance and um, different means of buying things, that was one of the big themes of of 2016 in general outside of Amazon. Like, yeah, we get it, Amazon dominated. But why don't we just kind of pivot over to a few of the trends of 2016? So we, uh, you and I quickly talked about this before, looking at some of what some publications have said have been trends of 2016 and maybe just just making some quick tweaks to what we think are uh, the, the Brick and Data podcast, three trends of 2016. And we narrowed it down to 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 three things, which I already said. So <laughs> three things being <laughs> one... AI, so artificial intelligence, two, VR and AR, and maybe I would argue that 
one of those is is the major out of the two and three personalization and machine learning um machine learning and analytics and algorithms is behind nearly all of these in in some form or fashion so yeah yeah ai vr ar and personalization which one of those jose are are, are do you feel strongest about ai yeah right mm-hmm. Be- because i i think in terms of having the most impact not not that they're uh not all important but i think just in terms of the largest impact at least in the retail industry is ai machine learning i i think that this is what's driving and well it's in still in the early days right but i think it's going to drive uh and continue to drive and evolve sure. in ways that that we're not even imagining yet right and it's incredible in the way that we see uh, everything from ch- how it's driving chatbots, right, mm-hmm. to virtual shopping assistants, uh, to mobile, to if you think of the mall directory services, uh, it's pretty incredible how, how it's pretty much has a place in all of these things. It does. It's it is the it is the driver behind. It is the platform, I guess you could say, uh, underneath everything else, and that's. That's that's what's what's very interesting. Maybe not so much for for the VR AR stuff. I mean, it is. I would say. I think there's a certain amount of. I and mean, when we say AI, I mean, do we need to maybe qualify this a little bit? You know, just to kind of explain yeah. when we sure. say artificial think... intelligence, I mean, we've been talking about AI for 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 decades in some way, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. from you know you know from from thinking about um, very harmless things, you know, to to thinking about how AI could really be driving, well, I said driving, meaning, you know, driving vehicles, right? So we've got yeah. vehicles out there that are using artificial intelligence to actually drive, um, you know, for for for, for self-driving vehicles, um, but also for from a shopping perspective to understand uh, people and what they like and what they don't like and to be able to understand people and answer their questions and get them what they need quicker. And that's the whole point of things like, Amazon's Alexa, um, you know, that, 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 that's their, essentially their AI powered, uh, you know, uh, person, uh, that that's in there. That's offering up, um, the answers to the questions that people ask their devices. So, and this is the same for their Google, the Google home device and anything like that. All of these have an element of AI to them. Um, and, and it's, 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 I think what these, 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 uh, these trends are kind of offering us is that people want that, right? Shoppers want that, or people at home want want that type of knowledge sitting there uh, that they can speak to. Um, sure. So, makes makes absolute yeah, sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean to, to to add to what you're saying, I mean, you mentioned Google. I mean, that's like you know, it, it's become more than a brand. It's almost like Xerox. Make a Xerox of it, or make a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Google it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the first thing we do uh, it, when looking things up. We'll go on Google and just search for any type of information we could imagine. Right. Or Facebook, maybe not so much for information and communication, but I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff that comes through it right. as well. And it's those two, I say, I would say, have become such a uh, an important part of everything that we do that Amazon is probably the next is the triad. Right, that uh, which happens to be within the retail 
uh, sphere, that when you put them together, it's just kind of like a, it's become almost like a must-have. Right. It is. It is. Um, there, there's, so this, this AI thing, it, it is, you know, no doubt the number one um, trend of, of, of 2016 or uh, number one item that will impact uh, or has impacted retail in 2016 the only i mean i would say the only negative side and i'm, I'm throwing this out there because you know it, it is it is amazing stuff and it is changing the way we shop it's changing the way we we absorb information and the way we um uh, the way we get things done and it's going to keep doing that but there is the other side of it of you know the privacy side the data side is um in order for stuff to work they need data they need they need something to work with right so they need to um, you know, there was some interesting, uh, this is, this is separate to, to retail, but an example of, of a company wanting to, to extend their, extend, extend what they're doing in AI is, uh, what Evernote did recently. People, a lot of people use Evernote. They, uh, sure. they slightly, <laughs> they did a little bit of a stealth adjustment to their terms of service recently, I think it was. And essentially it was referencing their, uh, their ability to access your data. Um, for machine learning initiatives and for uh, essentially, you know, any, any any type of thing. So machine learning is the driver behind AI in a way. There's got to be some type of of elements of, of machine learning in order to have AI. And and that's what Evernote was, was doing, I think, when they're trying to essentially, they want to access everyone's data. They want to use it to be able to run algorithms and to, and to do more with um, artificial intelligence and machine learning. And that's a bit of a problem. For, for not necessarily for maybe you and I that are using it, um, if, if we're using it on our own, just to, you know, maybe put down recipes or to make show notes or whatever it might be. But you think about enterprises using this stuff and all that, all that data or retailers using this stuff and all of their proprietary data that might be sitting in Evernote. They don't want Evernote, you know, digging in there um, and using any of this data for anything in any, in any nefarious way. So, you know, when we look at artificial intelligence there's a certain amount of data that's needed behind it where are they getting this data from they're getting it from us so there's a certain amount of privacy involved that i think uh hasn't fully been exposed yet mm -hmm. to be honest no with i you. fully agree i fully agree and then there's a second component and I, I won't say too much about this right because we're talking about the top three trends in 2016 mm -hmm. that we've seen uh but one important uh thing to consider when it comes to AI um, alongside privacy is automation. Essentially, what we're also talking about as a component of it is the automation of work, <laughs> which means that for every, let's say, self-checkout, that would have been someone that would have physically have been there at a certain point in time, which is no longer there. So then the question, and again, I'll leave it as just a rhetorical question. It's not an answer that we're going to provide. Uh, today, but what happens and to that that person or people in aggregate, and how are they being retrained to become part of, um, let's say, the workforce again? Ah, so Just, you're, saying, you're saying AI might be a job killer too. Yes. Yes. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Agreed. You can't argue that. You absolutely can't argue that. Um, it's going to have some kind of downstream effect at some point. We just have to see. I think it's too it's too uh, it's too young of a technology, or it's too young of a in market technology, you know, to be to be actually seeing that impact yet. But 
we may see it down down the road for sure. Don't you, you think? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there are articles that we could look at, but again, it's just rhetorical. Uh, again, no no need to answer that, but just mm-hmm. just to put it out there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Rhetorical always ends up trying to get answered. That's the problem. <laughs> so we're, we're podcasting. I mean, we've got to try to answer things, but we can't. I agree with you, though. Um, so, yeah, all right. So let's look at let's look at uh, the second thing we were talking about and uh, VRAR. We've talked about that a few times in our podcast in the past in the past couple months. And um, uh, well, we've we've seen retailers experiment with both. Um, it seems to me. You know, mm-hmm. just just being, just being me, Todd Harris. Nothing, nothing, nothing official with this, but <clears throat> I would look at the usefulness of of augmented reality being greater than the usefulness of virtual reality. So, um, the difference between the two, right? I think we should probably mm-hmm. clarify the difference. And sure, feel free to to jump jump in here. But yeah, virtual reality is really a complete virtual environment. Right, virtual. You put up, you put something over your eyes, and you are immersed in a complete virtual environment, almost like an alternate environment. You know, True. augmented is kind of the blending. It's the blending of reality, of what you see in front of you, and overlaid virtual elements. So there, there is a, uh, there is a big difference between the two in how it'll be perceived and how it'll be, um, it'll how it'll be actually used by retailers. Uh, so. It, it's important not to confuse them. Um, it's not like it's VR or AR. They are completely different, different use cases, right? Agreed. Agreed. Although they people will say them in the same breath. They're well, as we did distinct. here, right? We said VR yeah. AR as as the the number two, <laughs> uh, the number two trend. And they are they are similar worlds, similar uses, but uh, one of them is going to is going to take off faster than the other in retail or in retail for sure. Yeah, and I agree. I think it's the AR uh, mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't take as much to make that happen, right? And it's much, uh, I think, easier to to implement and get some sort of actionable uh, result with this rather than, you know, everything's still expensive. Uh, Possibly, prices yeah. are coming down yeah. uh, for VR, but it's not like it's so everyone uses it. It's not like Google where you could just like if you have access to something um, mobile or digital, you could use it. Right. Here it's you need equipment. Right. AR, <laughs> all you need point. for AR is your phone. That's really all you need. You need your mobile phone. VR, you need right. a headset. You need the whole thing. You need the, a bigger platform to be able to fully engage in VR. So with, with AR, we've seen Wayfair. Dot com. We've seen Wayfair do some really cool stuff with uh, the buying process on their mobile app, being able to, you know, you see a chair that you like. Okay, how's it going to look in my in my living room? Let's just fire it up here. And you hold your phone out, select the chair, and there it is suddenly through the, the, vise of the, or the visor of your, of your phone, in essence, acting as something you're looking through. Um, it's sitting there in your living room. So very cool stuff. It helps people see how some of these things they're going to spend their hard-earned money on are going to look and how they're going to, you know, just how, how, how they're going to be before they actually spend their money. So that's kind of cool. And that's, so it's great for things like Wayfair, great for things like Home Depot or, uh, or Lowe's, those types of places, the home improvement places. Or <clears throat> just, Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah or, or Pokemon <laughs> Go. So Pokemon Go is, is another, another great example of how something can really be engaging in an AR, an augmented reality. Um, 
And then that's what I think re these retailers uh, are, are trying to uh, trying to emulate in a way, right? To really take that take that um, take that raised awareness of AR from Pokemon Go and make some make some hay out of it. So we'll see sure. more of that for sure over the next and, year. You know, I agree with you. And, and but over the the, que the overlooking question again, we need not answer this for this uh, segment is. Is this something that is short-term or long-term for retailers? Is it something that they're experimenting with and may let go and mm -hmm. might evolve in another way? Or will it be used – I'm specifically talking about AR. VR is a little bit further off. Um, or is it something that will become part of the fabric of retail just the way mobile has become part of the fabric of retail? Question mark. Right. Or is it just a – is it is it – just like a circus act who knows yeah just, who, knows? Who, who knows who knows um so the last one uh, number three is personalization uh did, did you have any any thoughts on that jose when you think of especially how maybe ai affects personalization and how how retailers are, are are really using more of it um especially this year from actually executing it and and, and getting deeper into leveraging machine learning artificial intelligence to kind of uh to, to re, re almost redo their personalization. Yeah, and I, and I think you and I were talking about this right before the show in terms of like uh, my Starbucks barista, right? Mm -hmm. Where their product recommendations and pairing suggestions um, based on a voice ordering feature, which is really interesting, right? Because I think that up until now, a lot of the personalization is often misused, right? Uh, in many different ways. And we call things personalization when actually they're collaborative or behavioral, right? Which is technology that is great, mm -hmm. but these are ways of uh, so-called personalizing, which aren't really personalizing to an individual. The semi-personalized is probably the better way to put it. Whereas here, we're starting to see things that are a little bit more personalized to individual consumers, to individual experiences, right? I think sure. another way of looking at this um, is something like if you look at the division of Nordstrom trunk club, where they try to give you a personalized shopper, give you a set of clothing, uh, based on certain parameters that you put in that's sent to you, uh, on a periodic basis. It's another way of trying to personalize, let's say the industry uh, to an individual, mm -hmm. even uh, and using, let's say, an old concept of having a human being <laughs> literally try to figure out your tastes intuitively, along with, obviously, some uh, artificial intelligence. For sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, this. but the thing is, what's interesting about this is that this has been... I mean, do you think 2016 was a year where this changed significantly compared to the year before or the year prior to that even i mean i guess my question is there's been personalization for a while now right there's mm -hmm. been a lot of personalization um but what was different about this year in your eyes i think it was a step in the right direction which is a little bit further to true personalization which is to the individual consumer right i think i i and forget me for a second, mm -hmm. but this is also what I heard this past year at the different conferences that I attended, right? And uh, you may have heard the same thing. 
this is one of the top things on the agenda for retailers, but they're not always sure on how to make this actually work mm -hmm. <laughs> in practice. And so I think in terms of using the concrete example of uh, my Starbucks barista is just one point. Um, that's an example of how it's moved forward uh, using different components to, to make it much more, the experience much more unique for an end consumer. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm with you. I just, um, I think we have it at number three because maybe it's not, not the one that has made as much, uh, you know, made as, as many waves um, when you look at the greater bunch of, of things that have happened in the past, in the past, uh, in the past year. So. Agreed. I don't Absolutely. know. Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think a personalization is, is, a, is huge. And that's the way that combined with, you know, artificial intelligence and it kind of all, it all blends together. Right. I mean, even you take the AR stuff, you know, with, with that, there's, there's going to be personalization in order to get to that point where they're looking at that chair, you know, there's going to have to be a certain amount of understanding what what their shoppers uh, prefer and what they want. You know, what kind of they're going to prefer a, you know, um, a blue chair for the living room or they because they might already have purchased um, a, uh, you know, a coffee table on the other, you know, for another room that that Wayfair is aware of. And maybe they purchase something else. Another room, maybe they would suggest something else that. Uh, that, that that makes sense for it. So there is a certain amount of that that is another kind of underlying driving force behind these other technologies that are feeding them this, this sure. data. So that's, you know, it may not be, personalization may not be the sexiest thing in the world or something that we see like a VR headset. And I'm like, that's sexy by any means, but you know what I mean? It's not like a physical thing that's sitting there that is changing the world by any means. But again, it's one of those underlying components uh, that is changing everything that will be in the next year or two changing things even more. So right? for sure. And, and, and as you think about that, uh, Todd, I mean, it, it's, it need not be revolutionary. So because I think we're talking about sure. these as, you know, the, the top three trends that we see, uh, they need not be just like I said, revolutionary. It's like, wow, this is like really at least visually the most transformative thing. It, it could be something that's on the back end that we really don't notice. But I think the whole point of this is to alert our listeners uh, to trends that we saw as being important in this past year that will continue into 2017 and beyond. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we covered a lot of stuff there, Jose. You know, we covered um, uh, some some amazingly uh, amazing shopping days over the past uh, month and a half or so and in, in November into December some billion dollar shopping days we talked about Amazon's Amazon's technologies and foray into the into the brick and mortar world over the past year and uh, some of the trends of 2016 so our, our next our next podcast is going to be in 2017 so we'll, we'll be able to start catching up on some of what happened in, in, in this in this shopping season and send some other cool topics that we have queued up and uh, of course a few a few interviews coming up so all good stuff happening um but that is it for this show and, and happy holidays to everybody thank you for listening absolutely happy holidays questions comments any feedback email us at brickdatacast at gmail.com we're also out on twitter and at brickdatacast and you can find us on itunes google play stitcher and and most of your favorite podcast apps of course and until next time in 2017 when you will see us next Take care. Bye.